0: Find my 409.
1: She's real fine. My 409. My 409. Christian Carguy Radio Show.
2: I say this calls for action and now.
0: Little GTO, you're really lookin' high, three deuces and a four speed, and a 389, listen to her taggin' up now, listen to her whine, come on and turn it on, wind it up, blow it out, GTO.
1: We are power hungry today. <laughs> power hungry on the Christian Car Guy show. Jim Christian is here with me with Benchmark Auto Sales. And wow, power hungry. That's a thing for a car guy, don't you think? I mean, what car guy, right Jim? What car guy wouldn't be power hungry? I mean, you We're hear that 409. and
3: Absolutely.
1: Sounds great. Hand in hand with cars. <clears throat> <laughs> so I am guessing by this... Understanding that Paul the apostle would be a car guy, because I mean he was all about power, <laughs> and certainly a Christian car guy. So here's why I'm thinking that in Philippians three ten, the first part of the verse, Paul said, "My aim," <clears throat> which is really cool to think about it, to have an aim in life, and and here he, we're hearing what Paul's aim was, and his aim was to know Him and the power of the resurrection. Now I don't know about you but i find that extremely provoking right i mean here we got paul who clearly had an amazing relationship with jesus yet he wants more and so do i and i hope you do too but the next part is he says he wants to know the power of his resurrection and i mean (laughs) there's some power i mean and then there's power So Paul had seen, I mean, right, Paul had seen the power. The I mean, he had no eyesight on the road. He saw his eyesight resurrected. He saw his heart, you know, brought back from actually Saul to Paul. He saw, you know, at one point in time, he saw Stephen look up and see heaven, you know, come wide open. He'd been stoned and all the different things that he said. But yet here Paul is saying, my aim, my aim. This is what I'm aiming at. I want to know the power. <laughs> and, and as I was teaching that last Sunday, I teach special ministries at Calvary for those who know me well, they know that. And we use sign language because a lot of our guys, um, some of them, by the way, are as old as I am and they have autism and Down syndrome, different things. But some of them are nonverbal and they don't speak. So we use sign language in order to teach the Bible. It's a really fun thing to do. And... It's really helpful to me at times um, to understand things in a new way. So if you see the sign for the word resurrection in sign language, and I posted all this at ChristianCarGuy.com. In fact, there's a really cool little picture that illustrates it. But if you can hold up two fingers like you're making the sign two and just lay it down like it was a guy and make him dead, just hold that down there right there. Now, if you're driving, don't do this. But everybody else, just hold out two fingers and then put your palm up And just figure you got this dead guy right here, right, with these two fingers. Now pull him up by his bootstraps and set him down on your hand with standing up with his little legs there, and that is the sign for resurrection, right? I mean, this guy's coming to life. This guy is dead. I mean, he's laying there, and then all of a sudden, whoop! flip him up, and boom, here he comes. He's right down in the palm of your hand, and this guy is alive. So the challenge of that verse is where have you seen that? In your life, or in other people's lives. That's powerful. I mean, right. That's powerful. And, you know, Paul saw it, obviously, on the road to Damascus. I, I I thought about, you know, early in my Christian life, when I first came to know Christ, and you know, the tears, and, and how your heart comes alive, and there's that, but I was a car salesman, Jim, and so... I'd been brought up in the car business. I'd been around shops all my life and I was taught every dirty word that <laughs> could possibly be spoken and all the different ways you could use those words. And so from my point of view, my language was dead, mm-hmm. right? When I opened up my mouth, I could slay all sorts of folks <laughs> with all sorts of words. And interestingly, I prayed that God would redeem my language and almost immediately one of my first things that happened when i came to christ was that he cleaned up my tongue and i quit using those words um, it's it's fascinating to me how that worked and i i i wouldn't have thought that i could change from being so degenerate
3: <laughs> we well, you need to come by our dealership and give that that speech that would be well received at uh, at benchmark as well probably for most dealerships around the country because that's part of the culture.
1: And you know, it was interesting when I was the general manager at North Point Chrysler right here around the corner, Mm -hmm. it was Bob Neal before it was North Point. And when I was the general manager there, of course, you know, I would have been a Christian for a number of years and I wouldn't have thought to use any of those words, whatever. When I left, I had several salespeople call me and say, Robbie, you would not believe what's happened since you left. The language, as soon as you left the building, everybody started using these words. And so you don't know the effect that your testimony has or your life, right? You have Absolutely. life in your language. And when you're around people and they know who you are and what you do <laughs> for Christ, <laughs> you know, it's like when the preacher comes to dinner, man, the wine glass is
3: gone. Absolutely. <laughs> but not Absolutely. But
1: whatever is going on. So what I'm really hoping for, because, you know, in the book of Acts, um, they sit, or actually the, the, um, Christ told the apostles that you, you're you going to receive power to be his witness. And so here's what I'm asking you to do, is give me some of that power where you witnessed something in your own life that was absolutely
3: dead, and it came to life. Well, before we get a caller, I've, I've known that power. And really? I'll tell you a little story about that. Yeah, Good. if we get a caller, we can interrupt my story. But my mother was here. She would love to tell this story. I was probably – five or six and we had gone to see my grandparents up in Tennessee, Christian's a bend in, in Churchill, Tennessee area and they lived on a farm and I begged my parents to let me take home two of these little guinea hens from my grandfather, my grandfather's farm. So we put them in a shoebox, took them home. Of course, they got out in the car on the you know three-hour drive home but my dad built a little pen and we put them out there. Well, one morning we went out there and they were, they were just like your stick figure guy. They were laid (laughs) out. They were they were gone. My mom was like, oh no, we're gonna have to bury these guineas. Well I just dropped straight to my knees. Really? And oh yeah, I dropped straight to my knees. Six years old with all the power of prayer that I had at the time and prayed and prayed and my mom said, Honey, these guineas are not coming back. And I'm sorry, we're gonna have to do what we got to do. Well, I kept praying, and I kept praying, and and no kidding, Robbie. A couple hours later, those guineas were up running around. I have no idea what happened to them, but for that short little period in my life, I had the, the power of resurrection through prayer and brought those little guinea hens back, and they lived, I don't even remember how much longer, but for that day and for the following weeks, they were just as healthy as they could be. Can't explain it. And oh, by the way, how many things do you remember when you were six years old? That's one of the few, but my mother told that story enough times <laughs> that, that I would never forget it. And everybody who knows me has heard that story as well. I've never, well, that is just awesome. That makes yeah. my
1: day, but I bet you got a story like that. So you're thinking, I need to call in. What's the number? Well, here it is 866 348 7884. 866 348 seven eight eight four right you're going to receive power to be his witness his witness to what this power you see paul aimed to find out more about that and by you having that story and calling in today you're going to share that hope like if you're with me and all of a sudden you know today i go home in my guinea hands i'm starting to pray i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) i mean what a story so we obviously here at the christian car guy show have the the Interesting, you know, ministry to single moms, widows, families in crisis. We call it the Jesus labor love. And often um, these folks, their cars are dead. And so they need a little power of the resurrection. I have a story like that of a lady whose car is dead and, and, and she needs some help, actually prayer for her own physical life. We're going to talk about that. We're certainly going to talk today about credit death, <laughs> you know, with, with Jim here. Which, which, by the way, you said
3: it was Christians. What was the name of the place? Uh, Jim's last name is Christian, so he yeah, is a, Christian a, a little community up outside of Churchill, Tennessee, uh, called Christians Bend. And, and so
1: your name being Christian, I guess that that does that have something to do with I, it? I being think Christians? some
3: of my family settled there years ago, and and uh, I think that community just took on that name. Yeah. Wow. So we are going to talk about credit death. We are
1: going to talk about. The Jesus labor love We're going to get into that We're going to get into You know Some of the ways You can bring that Back to life Or ways that you can Help somebody Where you see him In that situation But most of all What we want Are those stories Right Something that was dead And you saw it Come to life Maybe it was a car Maybe it was your marriage Maybe It was you 866-348-7884 Is the number to call in And share I'm very excited You're going to make my day I can hardly wait Call us now we got so much more Christian Car Guy show coming up stay tuned with hungry for power today on the Christian Car Guy
0: She's real fine my 409 she's real fine my 409 my 409
1: We are power hungry today on the Christian Carnegie Show, specifically as Paul pointed out in Philippians 3.10, the power of the resurrection, and we're going to be talking about resurrecting your credit, maybe resurrecting, you know, other things through this power that obviously, you know, Paul was aiming at in that verse, and <laughs> you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't share a, another story of my own that I... Had cancer, you know, and I um, was remar- remarkably healed and, and miraculously healed, no doubt, from that situation. The first time, and then the man came and prayed, and I'm, many of you have heard my testimony on that. But what you may not have heard is, two years later, <clears throat> I got these phenomenal headaches, and <clears> they—they <throat> <and> <clears throat> they were sure that the cancer had come back into my brain, and so oh they did these you know mris and all that stuff and they saw something that they thought they needed to do that was in the meninges part of my brain and so they decided to do something called a brain biopsy which doesn't sound like all that tricky a deal except for oh yeah they have to literally put a hole in your head about the size of a quarter and when they did that um I know, you're shocked. They didn't find anything. <laughs> they didn't find any, you know, anything that was cancerous, but they put a titanium plate back with that, you know, quarter-sized piece of my skull that they'd taken out. And unfortunately, that quarter-sized piece had a staph infection on it. Oh, wow. And the next thing I know, I had a staph infection in my brain, and it quickly became what they call an abscess in my brain, and it was spreading like wildfire through my brain, and You know, almost like this big abscess in your tooth, only you can imagine one in your brain. So it was out of control, and they were trying to save my life, and I was (laughs) hospitalized for some time. And as I was laying there in the hospital bed, this lady comes up, and it's one of those conversations that you'll never forget. And and she has a new antibiotic that she's going to hang there, and she says, Mr. Dilmore, if this one doesn't work, I'm afraid we won't see you in the morning. And whatever preparations you need to make, um, you don't have much time. Wow. (laughs) That'll (laughs) head home. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one little conversation that you never, ever will forget. And um, I have a Bible at home that actually belongs to my daughter now because I gave it to her because I wanted to have it. But it was my Bible at the time, and I had a red pen for whatever reason that I was making notes. And you may notice, I think it's in Psalm 33. I I should have gotten the reference before I did this. But anyway, it's in the Psalms where David is talking about his wounds festering, infection. And I'll never forget, you know, when she left, I get in the Bible, and I'm just right there, and I'm writing these notes, and I'm writing them in red. And, of course, the tears are coming. (laughs) You know, obviously, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, I get to be with Jesus later today. (laughs) But, you know, my family and at this point in time, my kids were really young. My daughter that now has the Bible was just born. Wow! And, uh, you know, you, you just, you have this keepsake, right? I have those notes in that Bible that happened that day, and I can look back on them and know the power of the resurrection. I mean, because, you know, obviously I'm here today talking to you on the radio, which is completely miraculous in my own view. And I, you know, I know it was done through medicine and I know that it was done through prayer and I know it was done through a lot of things, but it was the power of life that
3: came back from what appeared to be, you know, death. Wow. What did you write when you were taking notes that night with potentially hours to live? Do you remember yeah, yeah. I, wrote? I I
1: wrote him. I mean, I, I look at him from now, and you know, yeah, well, what I was actually concerned about was my sin. You know, cleanse me of that which has to do with that psalm about his wounds festering. Right. And I was asking that man, I, I, don't, I don't want to end up in the wrong place here. Right, right. I was I was working out my salvation with fear and trembling, like you know, this is it, buddy. <laughs> we're, we're down here, and I want to make sure that you know I get to be with you, Jesus, and that you're you know you. You've taken into account all that I have done and all those things, and so that's that's what those notes were about. Right. Maybe that's why it was red pen. <laughs> <laughs> it took the blood to cover them. Yeah. So I know you're sitting there thinking, I have a story. You do, and it has power, phenomenal power that will give hope to somebody that may be struggling with an illness. Maybe they're struggling with something else. Whatever it is, your story has power in it, I assure you, and we would love to hear it, 866 Eight eight four eight six six three four truth again. I'm so excited here. This is going to make my day when I hear your story.
3: You know your your story is um, is as deep and heavy as it gets. But sometimes resurrection is is simpler than that. Sometimes it's daily resurrection. Maybe it's a a car battery that's dead and you get a jump and that's a resurrection. It's the it's the jump that gets you to work that saves your job that keeps you going and and so sometimes these mini resurrections occur every day. Of and, course, and that's that's kind of how we get through life, isn't it? You know, just <laughs> that's
1: uh, well said. Yeah. That's well said. And 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 so you're in the business at Benchmark Auto Sales, which you know I'm really really excited here at the Christian Car Guys show to have a used car dealer that's in that business of trying to help people that have marginal credit. They've had, you know, those wounds and, and things there that have happened maybe through a divorce or whatever. And now they're in a position where, wow, in order to feed my family, I got to have a car and I can't do that based on those situations. So, you know, share a little bit how, you know, you resurrect people back into a car and, and they can get to their job.
3: Well, we do. We, we work hard at that. And, you know, our, um, our business is about providing what, what I think of as utility transportation. I mean, we don't, we don't deal in uh, late model Lexus. We deal in, you know, 2010 Camrys, you know, with 100,000 miles. And our goal is to provide people reliable transportation uh, so that they can, can, you know, get on with their life. There are more important things to think about than, am I going to get to work today? Um, so, we, you know, we try to, to approach um, the car business in a very practical sense of giving people reliable transportation. And then there's a warranty to help that, but you've got somebody that comes in and, and you don't actually even check their credit. No, we don't check credit. We uh, want to make sure that folks can afford their payments so we really look at income primarily. Yeah, what's going on with the job?
1: And one of the things I love you do is you, they're nice people. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. That
1: we, we we do
3: ask folks to be so gentle. We,
1: we have Roxanne in Germantown. We're going to hear her story when we come back. We want to hear your story. 866-348-7884. We want to hear the power of the resurrection when we come back. Stay tuned.
0: All of a sudden she started knocking down in the gym She started to rock and I looked in the mirror Red light was blinking The cops was after my hot ride Lincoln They arrested me and they put me in jail And they called my papa to throw my bail And he said son you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot ride Lincoln
1: There's a guy that needs some resurrection power, right? (laughs) I added those little one up 409 revs in there so you know, we are power hungry today, Jim Christian and I with Benchmark Auto Sales, power hungry. And I'm very actually just thrilled to death. We have three callers on the line, but we still need you at 866-348-7884. First off, we have Roxanne is in Germantown, North Carolina. Roxanne, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you this morning?
1: I am pumped to hear your story.
0: <laughs> wow. Well after your story, oh my goodness. Wow, that's a power story, brother. Thank you for sharing. Oh yeah. But um Ah here. Um worked in a ministry for a long time. My husband and I and our children, um, uh, you know, he would take the music, and uh, I would preach his word, and uh, God was being glorified. It was a glorious time, uh, years of marriage, and then, you know, some something came in the way, and um, the marriage um, was gone. We got divorced, unfortunately, and that was very very painful for me.
1: No, oh, I can imagine.
0: I was, you know, I was a home, I, I always stay home, volunteer at church, work a lot, and at the church, at the school, so um, I went as far as the ninth grade, so I didn't have a high school diploma, and he left, and I'm left with never working, and not much education except the one, you know, that the Lord had given me through the years of our marriage, And um, so I'm here thinking, wow, and three kids, what am I going to do, right? Right. And um, other than the pain and having to deal with so much, um, the Lord was awesome. Um, I tell every woman, you know, and every man, trust in the Lord and he will take you through. Um, I got my GED within two months, Uh, got a job. Uh, I started getting uh, paid really good. then I went to, I got a grant it was meant for, you know, Japanese people, mm. and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to apply, and I got it uh, for a legal secretary, um, so I went to technical school for a little bit, um, then I joined the Navy Reserves, uh, and during this time, right, I did not want to love again I do want to get married again I did not want to go through the pain I told the Lord I do not want to fall in love again my Lord this was way too painful I do not want to start all over again I do not want to have somebody love me again. no and years went by I think we, I was what 11 years 11 years single and uh, one day I told the Lord I said okay father Please, can you, because I wasn't serving the Lord. And I told the Lord, okay, Lord, take me back. And I cried. I said, can you please just take me back? I said, I need to start working for you again. I need to start doing something for you again. And I went on and on and on. And then I told him this. And by the way, Lord, if you want me to fall in love, I'm open for that as well. Wow. And I met my husband in the military. Uh, He and I have been married 10 years. We met in 2005, and I got to tell you, uh, that husband of mine has been the biggest blessing other than my salvation and my children. Um, He loves, I mean, he agreed to marry me, you know, with three grown kids, one grandchild already, and he has loved us so, so much. And he and I together, we serve the Lord. We have such good marriage and this huge understanding of the word. And um, I am extremely, extremely thankful that something that I didn't think would happen, you know, again, uh, it happened. Yeah.
1: Even better. Even <laughs> that's better. some power. Well, Roxanne, yes. oh my goodness, that's beautiful. You, story. yeah, what a beautiful story. And praise God. What's your husband's name? Eric. Eric. Yes.
0: Eric.
1: Well, let's just pray, you know Lord. I just I have to pray him. right now, Roxanne. Thank you, Lord, for Eric. Thank you for the resurrection that you brought in Roxanne's life, that she would see you through a husband. And that she would see you through a job and so many different things. Roxanne, I'm so blessed to hear your story today.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, God bless you, and all glory be to God.
1: Yes, I agree. God bless. Bye-bye. All
0: right, God bless.
1: Well, we have also Sarah Linda is in Port Orchard. Washington's got a story for us. Sarah Linda, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
2: Good morning. I I just, uh, I'm I'm, uh, 91. Go ninety one and a half,
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and and uh, I've been married. Uh, we celebrated my husband celebrate, and I celebrated our seventieth anniversary. Wow! Uh, in, uh, in 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 twenty seventeen, and he went home. Uh, uh, just a few, a few, a couple months later, but uh, to be with the Lord. But I want to tell you at the beginning of our marriage, uh, when well when before i met him uh i had gone i was it was 1945 and um no no well never mind about the date <laughs> <laughs> That's <okay. laughs> Cause, uh, uh anyway I, I was in college and uh I took every prerequisite course all memory courses you know sociology and psychology and Right. and history et cetera. and i i it was during finals and i was i was just doing getting them all just i was so proud of myself and i was going walking down to the university district and I, and i just said i can do anything and the next day was my uh was my speech uh, test exam and I got up to get my give my speech. I don't know. Uh, maybe I didn't agree with it, but I I have no idea. But anyway, I, uh, my professor was real proud of of the way I he he felt I could go into radio. Uh, but anyway, I got up to get my speech and and I started to bring it, you know, bring it forth. And I just heard a in my brain, and everything was gone. And my short term memory, I, I couldn't even speak for a while, and uh, man, they managed to get—I mean, someone brought me back to where I, you know, the dorm. But uh, the, from then on, I—I I, I had uh, about a, a year of recovery, but I—I I really was in bad shape. But I went back. My major was art, and uh, so anyway, I. Went back to school with, but I couldn't take any more me- courses that required memory, and and that's when my hu- the my husband, who was a, a great Christian, he just he'd been come back from the war. Uh, this this uh, the same uh, anyway the same. Uh, he, he, if you know Second World War. Oh sure he, sure yeah. he, he had a. Tremendous experience with the Lord when he was just seventeen. So he was a wonderful Christian man, and and uh, uh, anyway, the Lord just brought us together, and and we were married. And uh, but I was in depression for se- the first uh, seven years of our marriage, uh, and I. I had one. I was uh, a Christian, but I had a. I couldn't. Uh, I, I had a spiritual experiences and really got uh, to to know more of the Lord, but I couldn't express it very well. And one day, uh, my our daughter was around three, and and I was uh, had visited my friend who was who had been uh, uh, struggling to accept the Lord and she was has finally made the decision and was going to be baptized the next day and she was so enthusiastic and and anyway I went I was on my way to pick it uh, after that I picked up my husband uh, I I was driving in the car with our daughter and uh I was talking Lord why am I can't I express myself? What's the matter? And I really love you, and I know you, and you've given me so many, and uh, so many uh, uh, experiences with you. Why can't I express myself? And, the, and I heard inside, <laughs> like coming up, I don't want to.
1: And I was so surprised. I thought, <laughs> how is that? What, what, oh, well, Sherilyn, I hate we got to go to a break right at this point in the story. Now, when we come back, we'll find out why the Lord didn't want you to be able to express yourself. We'll be well, hearing well, more well, from well. that. If you'll hang on with us, we also have Mary yes, in Winston-Salem. Yes. Salem, so stay tuned. We got a lot we got to do in this last segment. Yes. Christian Car Guy show, Jim Christian with Benchmark Auto Sales and myself. We're out to hear these stories of the power of the resurrection that you may have experienced. And I hope you're blessed to hear um, so many that we've had share with Roxanne. And now we have Sarah Linda, who when we left our hero, she was uh, in the car hearing from God. And we don't want to miss this part of the story, (laughs) Sarah. So Uh you're in the car and you're asking God, why is it that I can't express myself, you know, and you had this wonderful friend, and he says, I don't want to?
2: Oh, I tell you what, what, it was from inside my soul. The fear that was in my soul, I didn't realize, was there. And and it was that, my soul speaking, I don't want to. And, you know, there's a psalm that, uh, I think it's a psalm, it, see, my, my memory's still not there, but... Uh, but when i'm really speaking about the lord i can speak right out because the uh the next day uh, but i didn't have it yet until the, the next day my friend was getting baptized and and when she was getting baptized i it just like uh, uh, uh it was like that I, I can only explain that i felt like when i had by obedience been a baptized in a Baptist church, a couple years before, several years before, it was like that river was flowing. At the same time, when she went into, my friend went into the water. I yielded myself. I yielded my fear to the Lord, and I went into. I buried that fear, <laughs> and you know, I rose up in the in spiritual sense. I rose that. From that moment on, I I, I didn't have a fear of speaking, and I still have short-term memory, but I rely on the Lord, and He gives me the words to say, and, and people have what a, <laughs> oh
1: my and goodness! and that's
2: the, the power of the resurrection, I, I mean, I, I felt like my feet were on even ground, <laughs> and <laughs> And you know that's. I think that from then on I was seated with Christ in heavenly places and and, and I was in a uh, 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 anyway it's the power of the resurrection when you yield your fears or yield whatever is Oh is
1: it's always Sarah that. Linda. God bless you. Thank you so much and I am so grateful that he gave you the power at this point in at 91 to call into a radio show nationally and, and share that story. Uh, So clearly, that has been resurrected in you. God bless. Have a great day, Sarah Linda.
2: Well, you have a wonderful day as well. The joy of the Lord is our strength.
1: You're exactly right. God bless. All right. Well, I am so excited to hear Mary is in Winston-Salem, who has a comment. I'm hoping she's still with us on about your your hands. So Mary, yes, you're on I the. I am. <laughs> I'm so glad you're patient. You've been waiting forever.
4: Well, Sarah Linda's long-winded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's and worth to be it. Her age—that's great. That's It's worth the wait. It
4: sure is. But anyway, I relate to that. Uh, you want me to tell the story about the Getty hen I do. Okay. Well, when me and my husband first got married, we—you know—when money is short, you just have to make do with everything that you can, and. So these little guinea hens were running around in the yard, and they would lay their eggs, so we ate them. And so that's one reason I guess that story about the guinea hens uh, was really uh, good, I really related to them. Sure. And uh, so I think that's just so sweet that he had uh, patience, and he prayed about his little guinea hens, and they weren't dead after all. So (laughs) that's great.
3: Thank you, and Mary. About,
4: uh, and this one lady was talking about being divorced, and uh, I am too. And, um, but and, you know, I think right then is when I really got closer to the Lord, though, through the divorce.
1: And so I've right. got
4: to be thankful for that, even though I hate my marriage didn't last.
1: Yeah, I understand. But the Father, you know, comes in and shows us so many things as we draw into him and and that's and and that's its own resurrection which will all be coming together in the end. So thank you for calling in Mary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. God bless well, you.
4: That guy that told that I just thought that was the sweetest thing.
1: So. Me too. That's Jim. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> he's well, he's blushing right now. You all, all right.
4: being on, on the radio cuz I just love your show.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so, so glad sweet, you listened. I
4: appreciate you and you have a good day. You too. And God bless you.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. As I had mentioned, we got to get this part in that we have the Jesus Labor Love. It's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And we are to the point now where we have only got a certain amount of money to give for each applicant, which is down to only about $100 because we're just short on donations. And so when that happens and I have somebody with a bigger thing, then I got to ask on the air for help. And so here we are. This lady needs a resurrection. She has been terribly, terribly ill. She um, has internal bleeding, her stomach, all sorts of things like that. But she is trying to maintain that at the same time, get to her doctor's appointments and all that stuff without a car. And so she, she's riddled in all these different things, which I have it all at a Christian Car Guide. But number one, we can pray for her because she's really going through a lot. But then her car needs tires and it needs brakes in order to pass registration so that she can be able to do these things. And so if you go to christiancarguy.com, you'll see, right, the Jesus Labor Love, and you'll see Donate. And so if you feel the Lord put it on your heart to do more than pray, which, believe me, she is so thankful for your prayers, because there's a lot more going on here than just her car. But anyway, if the Lord puts it on your heart to do that, I can assure you, if you will market that you're doing this for the lady that's so sick, then I will make sure that all each and every one of those dollars goes to help her get tires and brakes, Again, Christiancarguy.com. I would be remiss if I didn't give this power a chance for <laughs> this lady who happens to be in the Burlington area. Now, Jim, we got we got just a minute for you to share a little bit about resurrecting credit. Um, as you do at benchmark auto sales all the time. It essentially if people pay their bills, they can get it back.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we uh, we as you mentioned earlier, we don't check credit. Um, you know, we want to work with customers to make sure they're in a good position to make the payments and begin the process of repairing their credit. And so we're focused on income. And as a rule of thumb, we like to see the, the car payment be not more than about 20% of their take-home pay. But if they're working and they need a car and, and uh, we can help them, we'd sure love to do it and help folks get back on track with their credit. And that's, that's a good place to start. Yeah, cuz if you got no car,
1: you can't work, and if you can't work, you know, then you can't, you know, pay your bills. And 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 so the the beauty of what you guys do from my point of view is not only are you giving them a car and an opportunity to do that with marginal credit, but that warranty, so that's saying that okay, if you're paying me, that we're going to make sure you have reliable transportation for this period of time and you're going to be able to get to your job. And you're going to be able to pay your bills if, that's you, right. if, if you do that. And at the same time, people run into stuff, though. And you, and you run into that every day. And so you get an opportunity to, right? You were mentioned it earlier that you got little baby resurrections every day. Yeah.
3: Well, cars are machines, and machines break. And, and you know, we, try to, we try to help our customers out by you know, providing what we informally call a get-you-to-work warranty. And, uh, and that's, that's how we work with our customers.
1: So you may think, "Wow, I don't live in the Winston-Salem area, so I can't take advantage of Benchmark." Well, they have—they're um, now in Asheville, and they're also in Morehead City. Yeah. But if you, you know, are looking for that kind of thing, feel free to email me. It's right there, ChristianCarGuy dot I will try to help you find somebody <clears throat> that has similar values and making sure that they sell cars with warranties. And that kind of thing. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show. I hope like me, you're power hungry. You'd love to hear those stories. And as you're looking around and you're seeing that power this week, don't forget to testify to how God's done that in your own life. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere. He went got it all done in 33 years. So no need to speed. And, And thank you. I am so grateful for the stories and for your listening, for your prayers, for Jesus' labor love. Thanks for listening.